It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day, he's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Well, we're down in the Queen City of Charlotte for the 14th President's Cup. The LPGA starts today in Arkansas with the Walmart Championship. I have Golf Week reporter Adam Woodard with me. And there's all sorts of stuff going on that's going to entertain the next hour, my friend there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Thanks so much for playing the peppers. Let's roll. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop top, it says I'm gonna win big. Choose not to like of imitation. Just get into the reservation. Well, you know we don't choose a life of imitation. This thing is full on every Friday afternoon. The Pro Show, Mr. Wade Weezer, how are things back in New Jersey, my friend? We're good. You got a cold? You sound a little bit, uh, uh, your throat sounds a little bit strained. Oh, man. Yesterday, the first tee, I was in the arena, and uh, I was screaming my head off like every other American (laughs) fan for Team USA, and uh, my vocal cords took a little bit of a beating, so um, bear with me. Okay, good. Glad to hear you're not sick, though. No, no, no. I don't have turkey pox or anything else that's coming along the line, so I'm, I'm good. I'm covered. I'm... Uh, I'm good. And um, all of this means, and you heard it in the opening, that I'm down at the 14th President's Cup. I'm at Quail Hollow. I've been here all week and covering the event for the PGA, this show, and, of course, read the line. And it has been a tremendous show. And you got to give the PGA Tour credit. With the microscope fully in place on all that they do, they have rolled out the red carpet in every way imaginable. And, you know, of course, it seems like it's going to be a blowout on the U.S. side, but I tell you, Trevor Immelman, the captain of the international squad, has handled himself with, um, like we say on this show all the time there, Mr. Wade Weezer, with <laughs> tremendous aplomb, you know? Yes. I mean, he's the guy, he, he seems unflappable. And you know what? I, I got to give him all the credit in the world because, you know, yesterday's result was 4-1 in favor of the Americans, and we figure that there's going to be more of that maybe this afternoon and when, you know, when they wrap up these four ball matches in session two, but you know, the guy, he stands in front of all the reporters in the interview room. I'm sitting there watching them live. And for all intents and purposes, the guy can handle the heat. I got to give him all the credit in the world. You know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough right now, but you know what? Speaking of tough right now, what's not tough is winning. If you're reading the line, let me tell you what, my friend, get the cash register sound effects going because we did it again. Right. I know you can see me from there. I know you can see what T-shirt I'm wearing. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I mean, you kidding me? You know, I mean, it's a very comfortable read the line T-shirt. Well, I tell you what, you know, if you're going to do swag, you got to do it right. And if you're going to make predictions about who's going to win on the PGA and the LPGA tour, you got to use the approach that I am that I am utilizing at this point. And I'm telling you, we had the winner last week in Portland for the LPGA win number 11. All right. For the season, mm, my mm, friend. Mm. OK, win numbers. How about this? That's the sixth win that we've predicted on the LPGA tour. They've only played 24 events this season. That's one in every four. <laughs> Do some quick math. You know, I got a. I, That's pretty good. I got a DM during the week from a guy and he was like, Andrea Lee, 
who even is Andrea Lee? And I said, well, she went to Stanford. She's a very good golfer. I said, you know, <laughs> I go through my whole like routine. Like I'm like, I'm actually like he wants an answer to the question. And then the guy comes back and right, he's like, right, he's right. like, I don't care. He's like, she was 45 to one. She'd never won an LPGA event before. You predicted her to win and she won. And it's like, whoa. You know, and then I started to think about it. I said, you know what? We might be onto something here. So if you're not onto it, get to read. Say, hey, man, that that that's what I do, man. That's what I do. That's what I do. That's what you that's do. That's it, man. So if 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 you're not onto it yet, get yourself to readtheline.com. Check it out. Just subscribe for free. Start reading it if you like it. And if you like cash, then, you know, throw down a little of your winnings down there. Subscribe. Get the member newsletter. And uh, we'll just go forward from there. Now, speaking of newsletters. Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Man, could you imagine? I'll take those problems. Yeah. Could you imagine like rolling with Diddy back in the day and he's like, read the line. What's up? <laughs> yeah. What's up? <laughs> B. Of course, that's exactly how oh, he yeah. said it. B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A. Going for the R-T-L. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. It's just. R-E-A-D. The yeah. line. Jeez. We got, all right. Let's move on. <laughs> this is terrible. We got to move on. That's awful. All right. Um, interview this afternoon. Adam Woodard, good friend of mine, Golf Week reporter, assistant editor, uh, covering the President's Cup this week. He's down here with me, going to join me. Uh, we're going to get into it all. We'll, we'll talk a little bit of President's Cup. He tells me this week he loves the President's Cup. I said, well, you know what? Come on and tell my listeners. Uh, we're going to talk live. He's been to he's covered a couple of the American live events. So he's been on property to see these things live. And um, I'm interested to get his opinion on all of that. Speaking of live results, let's go through session one. Um, Five matches, U.S. is up four and one. I mean, here's my quick take on all of it, right? Uh, The X-Man and the Iceman, that's Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantley, took down uh, Adam Scott and Hideki Matsuyama, six and five in the first match. Now, when the pairings come together for the President's Cup, and this is probably one of the coolest things, the captains come together in the interview room. We all sit there, and then they go back and forth. So they can pair up whom they want against the other side and try to create the best matchup as possible. It's right. great for TV, but it's also great for the matches because hopefully it'll keep it close. So Davis Love, who's the American captain, but he's also the defending champion, he gets the right to say, I'll pick first or I will defer over to Trevor. So, of course, he defers. Everybody would defer. So Trevor goes with his two big guns, Scott and Matsuyama. So then Davis comes back with Xander and Kaylee, which everyone thinks is our best team. And they beat the international's best team six and five. So I could go through the rest of the results for session one, but they really don't matter because I mean, at the end of the day, like we just boat raced their best team. And they have eight rookies on the team. Right, so right, right. you could go like JT and Speeds <laughs> win two and one over Corey Connors and Sung JM, uh, Cam and Colin, you know, Cam Young and Colin Morikawa won two and one. Uh, I mean, the upset of the day was Cam Davis and Siwoo Kim won two up over Scotty Scheffler, number one player in the world, and his buddy Sam Burns. And then to finish it out, we've got the team that everybody loves, Tony Finau and Max Homa, one up over Taylor Pendrith and Mito Pereira. Mito Pereira had a little uh, PGA Championship 18th hole uh, driver episode again. Uh, don't like to see that on TV live, I tell you. <laughs> you know, that flinching type of thing. You know, it gets in your head real quick. So um, that's where things stand after day one. Day one was pretty epic. It was unbelievable. And I tell you, you know, one of the things I think is the coolest aspect of live, real big-time American sports, it's the flyover, Wade Weezer. Right. The flyover is intense. Yes. Oh, man. 
They had a great one yesterday during the opening ceremonies. A couple F-16s just like oh. cruised over. Oh, man. It's so cool. I'm jealous of oh, you. It was, it was awesome. And, you know, I'm sitting in that arena. And if you all tune in this weekend, uh, they've got a great little um, stage arena with luxury boxes and everything built around the first tee. They did a wonderful job with this. And and it, it was really it was really cool to be a part of all that. And uh, unfortunately, I lost my voice a little bit, but uh, screaming like. It's okay. Small price uh, to pay. Small well, price. Well, you know, I mean, if you're going to do it, do it right. You know, I mean, it it, it, it was great. It, and I personally, I really enjoyed the whole thing. Um, I was at the 2017 President's Cup at Liberty National, but uh, the buildup and and kind of the excitement around the whole thing wasn't maybe the same as it is this time. I mean, maybe, maybe it was, you know, it's probably a recency bias. But at the same time, um, great day for the American side. The internationals going into the pairings for today's this afternoon's four balls. You got to give Trevor you know, credit again, he switched up basically every team and he said, you know what? Yesterday's uh, playbook, the blueprint plan A, we're going to throw out that, that out the window. We're going to go plan B. <laughs> and you know, the, the five matches that are out there this afternoon, Jordan JT versus Adam Scott and Cam Davis, um, Burns and Scotty, they probably didn't sleep all night last night because they were the only ones that didn't win a point yesterday. You know, you got the number one player in the world. They get Sung JM and Sebastian Munoz, uh, Kevin Kisner, one of the fan favorites is out there with Cam Young, uh, against Mito Pereira and Christian Bezadenhut, um, the Iceman, the X-Man. They're taking on Hideki and Tom Kim. I think Hideki's going to have Xander and Patrick Cantley nightmares for the rest of his, like, 2022. Uh, Billy Horschel, he gets back into he gets into the fray for the first time. Max Homa versus the Canadian team of Corey Connors and Taylor Pendrith. Now, Cam Young yesterday. So they're playing alternate shot yesterday there, Mr. Wade Weezer. So only one guy from each team is going to is yes, going to yes. tee off on the first hole. And you got to pick the odds and the evens. So if I if I take the first hole, I'm going to get all the odd holes and and if you, you get the second hole, you get all the even holes. So Cam Young, it's a big big par 4, dog leg right. People are watching this, they know. He tees off yesterday's part, partner is Colin Morikawa, one of the best iron players in the world. So he's definitely going to get the even holes cuz there's all the par 3s there. But anyway, Cam Young gets up out of all the tee shots that we saw, and he absolutely lambastes this ball. It is on, I mean, to the point where when they close in on his face after he hit it, he goes like, I can't even say what he said, but he even impressed himself. I mean, he absolutely, he absolutely <laughs> tore the cover off this thing. And I was like, oh my goodness. And like seeing it live, he like jumped out of his shoes. He hit it so hard. And everybody around was like, oh man, what just happened there? And I was the guy. I think the guy's going to be a monster. I mean, I think he might be MVP of the team this week. You know, when the pairings came out for session one, Davis was asked, you know, who, you know, why Colin with Cam? And they said, everybody wants to play with Cam. And I was like, ooh, that, you know, that's interesting, you know? And uh, yeah. um, he obviously must be playing well. And I tell you what, I'm, he couldn't be happier for a local kid here from Scarsboro, New York, uh, out there. He was a rookie on the PGA Tour this year. He didn't pull off a win, but he had a bunch of top fives, some runners. He was a runner-up in the Open Championship. So, I mean, to see him kind of take all this on and kind of embrace it, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And we've all seen Cam grow up playing junior golf, and to see him on this huge world stage is just tremendous. And one more thing that's tremendous that I got to talk about real quick is that the LPGA starts today out in Arkansas. They're doing their fall run. Uh, It's a 54-hole event. The uh, Walmart Northwest Arkansas Championship presented by Procter & Gamble. That's a mouthful. 
And uh, but but I'll tell you what they do have. They have six of the top 10 in the world there. They have 19 of the top wow. 30. This 54 hole shootout is I mean, if you look at the last five years, the average winning score is like 19 under par. Wow. I don't know if you can do the math that quick there, um, Mr. Wade Weezer, but 50, 54 holes is three rounds, not four. And they're and they're shooting 19 under par. Right. Yes. So yeah. you, you've got Nelly Korda, Minji Lee, Lydia Ko, uh, your defending champion, Nasa Hataoka, Lexi's out there, Danielle Kang. We got a great field for the ladies to shoot out this weekend. We have a tremendous, tremendous match set up. Um, they're out there today. By the time we wrap up the show, they'll just be wrapping up some of the early matches. So we'll kind of see where the weekend stands. Read the line. We're doing all the live match predictions we can. Once the captains come in the interview room, uh, I'll be in there again tonight. We'll, po- we'll post a video. We'll let everybody know where to go. We went three and one in the first session. Things look good this afternoon again for our predictions. And you know where else things look good? That's with our friends, the New Jersey Golf Foundation. The charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section is positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. The Inspiration Golf Range, located on the Lions campus of the VA New Jersey Healthcare System in Berners Township, is the new home site of golf programs for youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs. Open to the public, proceeds from the Inspiration Range will support foundation programs and events. To learn more, please visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. Oh, baby. It's like 3.13 p.m. here in the Queen City of Charlotte. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Be back in a moment with Adam Woodard from Golf Week. To the shindig, chop chop. He says I'm gonna win big. Choose not a life of imitation. Distant buzz. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente. All NFL players get paid a lot. You're not gonna get paid more than me though, because I'm the guy. When it comes to clearing it out, y'all take care. Smoking like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe <laughs> well, Jenkins. Team Mark, me. Mark, his name is first on the show, so we get it. You know, we get it. Me, me, Sean, as they like to call me for those that don't know me. But anyway. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio or streaming live on the ESPN app. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. The Inspiration Golf Range, located on the Lions campus of the VA New Jersey Healthcare System in Bernard's Township, is buzzing as the new home site for golf programs in support of youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs. Led by PGA professionals, PGA Hope, helping our patriots everywhere, is a weekly rehabilitative golf program for veterans that is changing and saving lives. Special Olympics New Jersey golf athletes will be training and competing at the Inspiration Range throughout the fall season, and a lineup of youth programs will also be on the schedule. The Inspiration Golf Range is open to the public and proceeds support the New Jersey Golf Foundation programming. To learn more about programs and special events, please visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to ESPN 920. Well, the U.S. team looks pretty comfortable at Quail Hollow. Must feel good to be the home team. You know, another guy who calls North Carolina home is Adam Woodard. Golf Week's reporter is with me this week at the President's Cup. And although this event may be a blowout, I know Adam can make it memorable with his storytelling. Sit back and relax as we both break down this week 
and a whole lot more of what's going on in the golf world. When you work for the USA Today, you see it all, and I cannot wait to get Adam going this afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Pro Show, man. It's so great to be with you here at the President's Cup in the Queen City of Charlotte. Man, tell me what your week has been like so far. It's been awesome. Uh, I know a lot of, you know, a lot of journalists and a lot of fans were kind of writing this one off and a lot of people have written off the President's Cup. But I mean, I really love this event. I really do. Team golf, there's just something really special about it, especially when you see guys representing their country or in this case, representing, you know, their area of the world, the internationals. You know, they keep, they've said multiple times they're a worldwide team. You know, I really buy into that. You know, I'm a sucker for it. I love the... <clears throat> I love the team competition. Uh, I think it's great. It's fun to see. You know, you can tell all the guys really buy into it. And it's just just something so different than what we see week in and week out on the PGA Tour every single time. So to see not only match play, but, you know, this this team match play with with the countries built in, it's just awesome. So it's been a great week. Um, You know, the matches today, you know, on Thursday, you know, when a – Went obviously very one-sided to the to, to the Americans, but I thought we saw some good stuff from the internationals at times too. And I think this uh this thing could get pretty close here if the, if the internationals can uh, can have a good day on Friday. Well, I tell you what, I got to second that sentiment because I'm with you. I think the U.S. Team USA could have rolled in here and kind of just done their own thing, but they've been real serious about you know in the interview room, Captain Davis Love. I think he's really set the tone as a leader and just saying, hey, there's a lot going on in the golf world. We're going to take this thing seriously, guys. And Quail Hollow and, and John Harris and that whole that whole group is putting on just an unbelievable show. And you just commented on it there. Session one today. We all know how it went. You know, four to one. And, you know, it's, I, I, it could have gone either way. You know, at one point I know it was like a sea of red on the scoreboard, but four of those matches were one up. And I know the first one, those guys, those guys are professional like team players. But the rest of the, those matches could have gone either way. And when you think about it and you try to put it in perspective – Who's your U.S. MVP day one? I mean, pick pick anybody from either Patrick Cantlay or Xander Shoffley. I mean, they if you go out and win six and five and you set the tone like that, I mean, you have to have the MVP. I mean, that's just that's just really impressive stuff to go out there and not only just to win like that, but to do it against the guys that they did it against, the two most veteran people on that international side. I mean, Adam Scott just broke his own record this week for his tenth for his tenth appearance, the first international player to do so. Uh, and then Hideki's the other one. I think he's got probably four or five of, of, of these under his belt already, maybe three. Um, so to go out there and put up that kind of performance against those guys and really, you know, slam the door shut, you know, it, it foreshadowed a lot of what we saw, like you said earlier, a lot of red on the scoreboard. And I think it really set the tone today for the for, for the American team for them to go out there and put up that kind of performance. And I'm pretty sure that's why, you know, Davis Love III and the rest of his captains made that decision to put them out there first, set the tone, go get some points on the board, and let's see what the, what the what the rest of the round uh, plays out to. All right, let's check the other side then. You've got eight rookies on this team for the international for Trevor Owens and the captain, yeah. captain, right? So, who's your MVP on the international side after session one? I really liked what I saw, obviously, from the one win that the internationals had between Cam uh, Cam Davis and Siwoo Kim today. And I, I can't wait to see what Cam Davis does with with Adam Scott in, in, in four ball. I think they were really impressive the way they were able to to hang in that match and not really give up. I know they went down. Uh, I think they were two down uh, through 13 or 14. And for them to go out and, you know, win the last three holes and completely flip that match from two down to two up, it was impressive. Granted, they had, uh, you know, they, they had the Americans make a double bogey, which made it pretty easy for them to win one of those. But to go out and, you know, birdie two of your last three, I mean, that's some really impressive stuff like, with a crowd that is very, very America heavy. 
Uh, so for them to go out, you know, keep their heads, not lose it and fight back like that. I mean, every single match, I think I wrote about it earlier, I think through 12, I think every match was either one up or tied. And then early on, a lot of them were two, three up on the front nine. That back nine, the internationals really turned it on. I was really impressed with what I saw from them. And I think that's a lot of what to do with what uh, Captain Trevor Immelman has done. He has set the message from the start that this team is going to go out. They've got nothing to lose. Everyone knows that the odds are stacked against them. Everyone thinks that it's a huge hill to climb, and it is. But they've embraced that. And like you said, to have eight rookies and to have one of them go out, Cam Davis, like that, pair up with Siwoo Kim, who's got a little bit of experience in this event, I was, I was really impressed with what they did today, too. And that's a really, really uh, major point that they put on the board because – I mean, 4-1, 5-0, that's a huge difference between that. You know, one of the unique things about foursomes is that it's true alternate shot, right? So if you and I are partners, we're pairing it up, and I'm going to go odd, you're going to go even. Now, a lot of golf courses aren't set up this way, and now this one's been rerouted. And, you know, a lot of us were talking about this in the media center today, and I was being the golf pro. I was being the PGA guy, and I was like, man, this is huge. I go, you got a guy like Xander. You got an iron player like JT. You give him the even holes. That's all the par threes. And then, like, you're, if your partner's Jordan yeah. Spieth, then he's putting on those holes, you know? I mean, how much of a factor do you think it was because of the talent level of the U.S. that the course is almost set up this way? I mean, it, it not a lot of things go in their favor. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the world ranking to start with. But, I mean, that's just one of those, like, little yeah. kind of, like, incidental things that it's like you don't think about. And then they get there and they're like, oh, geez, you mean Xander gets to hit all my tee shots on every par three? I'm like, this is a pretty good deal is what Cantley's saying, right? No doubt. And like, even more so than that, that's a fantastic point that you made. But the other pairing that I really liked on the American side was putting Cam Young in and Colin Morikawa together. Obviously, Colin played really well with Dustin Johnson at the Ryder Cup last go around. Obviously, DJ's gone to live. I don't know if we're going to talk about that later or not, but we'll, 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 we'll keep pushing back the live talk a little bit for as long as we can and then talk about what's going on now. But to pair those two up together as well, someone who is just so long and so strong off the tee, and then Colin just being able to throw in darts at the greens. It's really smart, and it shows how much planning truly goes into this. You're not just taking guys who are from the same country, from the same area, putting them together and sending them out there. There is so much strategy, the, the science behind it, the, the data, the math, the info that these captains have and that they go through for months leading up to this event. It's not like they just do it for you know a week or two leading up to it. This has been planned for a very long time. Trevor Illman and Davis Love III have been thinking about this nonstop. And so to see it play out this this way, I think it shows that one quell hollow sets up really well for the Americans. And obviously they have it set up really well for their team to be an advantage. That's part of the reason, you know, that's part of the benefit to hosting. Um, but that, that course setup, it's going to be huge for, uh, for, for the Americans going forward. And as if it wasn't difficult enough for the internationals to win, the fact that they're playing on a course that probably doesn't stack up to a lot of their strengths. I mean, that's just another another major advantage for the Americans going forward here. Well, I'll tell you what, you talk about being planned out. Folks, if you're just joining us this afternoon, I'm with Adam Woodard from Golf Week, reporter, associate editor down there, you know, working for USA Today. This guy knows all that's going on in the golf world. And he and I, we made a plan months ago when we first met to get together on one of these pro show afternoons. And I'm so happy we're doing it. Now, speaking of this afternoon, there's a session two out there right now. We're playing a little four ball, right? Which of these matches really catches your eye? I mean, we're not going to know the results until much later in the day today. But, you know, at this point, which of these matches are, are for you is going to be the most fun to watch? I kind of tipped it earlier. Uh, I, I really love this first one coming out the coming out the gate again. I love that Adam Scott keeps going out first for the for the internationals to try and set a tone. I was a little disappointed with his performance today, and I'm sure I'm sure he will be as well if you asked him. 
But for him to be paired up with Cam Davis to go up against Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, the two guys who are going to be fighting for the title of Captain America now that Patrick Reed probably doesn't seem to be in the in the mix for these going forward too much longer. Uh, I'm really excited to see them. I watched a lot of their a lot of their group today. Um, you know, JT and Jordan are great. The fans love them. They're, it's, it's it's such an exciting an exciting group when they both get going. Uh, JT buried that one putt on like 12 or 13 today. I think you see him, he gets that look. He's like, that's what I'm talking about. He gets the high five with, with Jordan. Oh, yeah. It gets you going, even though obviously we're, you know, we're no, no cheering in the press box, no cheering in the media center. I don't have a dog in this fight, but you get excited when you see guys like that get excited in these moments because you know what it must feel like for them because they're playing for so much more than just a golf tournament. So that first one really stands out to me. But what I really loved is that Trevor Immelman isn't afraid to switch things up. We have five completely new pairings for internationals coming out tomorrow, which I think is really interesting. Uh, I also love that on the flip side that the U.S. did so well. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. They're rolling out three of the same groups. Um, two of them are no-brainers, but I'd, I probably wouldn't have been surprised if Scotty Scheffler and, uh, and Sam Burns got split up. But, you know, I think that first match is, once again, really going to set the tone. Um, and I'm excited to see uh, Kevin Kisner and Cameron Young play together because you couldn't find, you know, two more different people who play golf and put them on a team together uh, in a match like that. So I think that could be a fun one to watch in the uh, in the three-hole tomorrow. I'll get to that in a second, but JT just gets it. So I'm in the arena on the first hole today, and all the players yeah. are kind of doing like a Monday night football thing where they're like, you know, Keith Stewart, you know, from New Jersey, you know, like where you're from, right? And he's like, Justin Thomas, from the United States of America. You know, everyone else is saying like, you know, like he's supposed to say Louisville, Kentucky or something, but he's like the United States. And the whole, yeah. you know, the whole arena is like, oh, JT, we love you. We love you, JT. It's just great. He just gets it, you know. Now, speaking of gets it, you know, kids can do the same thing. He can get people fired up. And sure. I, I don't know about this Cam Young guy, man. You know, I've seen Cam Young for a really long time. He grew up in my area. I've, I've been out there yeah. on the elite junior circuit. I've seen him perform. But this guy is going to be a monster after this President's Cup. The tee shot that he hit on number one today, I think he even impressed himself. He was, I mean, you know, yeah. I saw the words that were coming out of his mouth when they when they closed in on him, and he was like, he was like, man, I hit that good. And he didn't, he didn't say that. I can tell you that much. I mean, like, I yeah, think in so many words, yeah, yeah Cam yeah. Young <laughs> with Kevin Kisner together, and I quote Davis Love in the interview room when they did the pairings the first day, and I think Shane Ryan or somebody asked him, they said, why'd you put Colin with Cam? And they said, well, everybody wants to play with Cam. Well, geez, if he drives the ball like that, who wouldn't want to play with Cam? I mean, he's playing with a ton of confidence. Exactly. What do you think about Cam Young's performance so far? He's awesome. I've I've loved Cam since since I met him when he was still back at Wake Forest playing college golf. I mean, he has been he he, he like you said, someone who gets it. He's he doesn't he's not very, you know, he doesn't have the biggest personality, but he he keeps it all under wraps and he gets it and he just goes out and plays golf. Like he is he he hits it so far, but a lot of people just kind of get lost on the fact of how far he hits it. He's still a really good putter. He's got a solid short game. His his ball striking is really good too, and he's just still so young and he's still learning so much. So I think I think a big step for him this week is going to be learning from some of the guys who have experience in these team events. Um, I think he's picking up a lot from from J, from JT and Jordan, um, guys who have been there, guys who have played really well. And I think he's going to be a leader for this U.S. team going forward. Because if you look at the lineup and you look at some of the guys and you start thinking, all right, who are going to be the futures going forward? Man, I can't wait to get him and Will Zalatoris paired together in Ryder Cups and President's Cups going forward. Hopefully Will gets healthy and he can do it. But those two coming together, everyone knows how you know how good of friends they are, their connection to Wake Forest. I mean, that's going to be a, a younger version of Scott, of uh, Patrick Cantlay and Xander and probably a, a better one, which is crazy to say considering uh, the latter of that group is now 5-0 and in foursomes matches together. Man, oh man, I can't wait to get the and we just decimate them on the road for once in the Ryder Cup. I, uh, 
I mean, it's just, yep. I just can't wait. Now, speaking of Ryder Cup, President's Cup, we have these foursomes, we have these four balls. Which format do you like better? Which one do you like covering more? Which which one do you feel is more exciting? Those are two very different answers because which one do I like covering better? Uh, foursomes, alternate shot. Let's get out of here quicker. We don't need to be taking all this time. I mean, the fact that they made the turn in two hours was solid today. I love that. For me as a reporter, I love that. Uh, but to see the different strategies that the guys take, depending on if a guy's in his pocket or not, and in, in, in four ball, I think is great. Um, you, you really see the strategy and the gamesmanship kind of come out in, in, in that round, um, I think. So I think it, they both have their benefits, but I'm probably more of an alternate shot guy just because it's a true a true team thing where you really have to rely on your partner uh, a lot more than you probably do in, in four ball. What do you think, though? I'm, I'm curious what you have to say because you've been around this game and you play it a hell of a lot better than I do. So I'm curious what you got to say. Uh, there's no doubt that foursomes is the true test. There's no doubt about it, you know, and, yeah. and when it comes down to it, um, you know, if I if I my honest answer really would be 12 guys mano a mano on Sunday afternoon head to head. That's my favorite because you can't hide there. But but alternate shot, no alternate shot, you can't hide either. And to be fair to my question, I only asked about those two. You know, definitely I'm with you on foursomes. I was going to say that's not fair. You can't no, uh, you can't drop singles on me like that when you only gave two. You can't, you can't take the C option that wasn't stated. That's cheating. No, no, no. What kind of program is No, it? no. Patrick Reed's not here. No cheating. All right. So let's talk about President's Cup. Oh, hey, hey, hey. You said it. I, you said I it. did. You said I, it. I own that. All right. Now, let's see what you own about the President's Cup. All right, Adam? Um, we've talked about this mm-hmm. in the media center. You do love this event. You get into it, Right. You know, but what do you love about this yeah. event? You know, what what in your mind stands out? And don't even compare it to the Ryder Cup. I'm, they're they're different entities, right? But what stands out in your mind yeah. about this yeah. week and about the internationals versus the U.S. Man, I came into this thinking that the U.S. was going to route and it was going to be a blowout, and it might even be done on Saturday. And in in, in the- theoretically, it might be done on Saturday. You might only need a couple more matches on Sunday, looking how today went. But I really bought into the stuff that Trevor Immelman and the rest of his uh, assistants were saying about how the, the step that this team took for the internationals in 2019 with Ernie Els as captain. Sure, Royal Melbourne set up for them just as well as Quail Hollow sets up for the Americans. There's no doubt about that. And the Americans were definitely playing uh, playing at the disadvantage down there. But when you talk about what Ernie Els did with getting the shield, getting the colors of the uh, of the black and gold, you then you, you have something to build off of, right? You have a, a certain identity. And I think that's one thing that the President's Cup has kind of struggled with since its first uh, its first event is trying to find that identity separate from the Ryder Cup because everyone's just going to talk about the Ryder Cup and compare it to the Ryder Cup. It's natural to compare the two. But like you said, they really are different. Uh, the one thing I really love is that it's a it's, it's a four-day event. You get that extra round to, for, for guys to play. I, I think it's really cool that you kind of extend it out, make it a little bit longer in that regard. Um, but just honestly, man, just going back to what I said earlier, like just the, the, the team aspect and the, you're playing for the playing for your country or your region. Um, as someone who is never athletic enough or, or, or good enough at different sports to represent the, the, the U.S., uh, I can only imagine what that would be like. So for these guys to be able to do that every every so often, and the fact that the internationals get that opportunity, I think is just so cool. I mean, we've got 24 of the top 100 best players in the world here this week right now. I mean, wh- how often do you get that in a, in a normal PGA Tour week? You don't. And it's something so completely different. You get the different cultures that are mixed in with the internationals. And the fact that they've been able to kind of mesh and gel together, I think, has been awesome. Um, and also, I haven't talked about Tom Kim enough yet. I, that's, I, that's hand up. That guy is awesome. He has been the absolute star of this week. I don't care if he doesn't win a match or win a point. He wins the week because everyone is just gushing over this dude. He's funny. Like you said earlier, he gets it. 
I hope he sticks around and this isn't just a flash in the pan season for the kid because he could be really exciting for this event. He could be exactly what the internationals need going forward. So that's what I'm, that's what I love about the president's cup. Also Tom, Kim, well, I t- big Tom. I, Kim I tell you what, he's infectious, man. He's great. And the one thing I would add to that, yeah. all of that, yeah, that's a perfect yeah, all of that resonates with me, Adam. But the one thing I would add, it's the pairings. So on that note, what I'm going to say is come Sunday, yes. come Sunday, right? I want Cam Young and I want Tom Kim going head to head. That's what I want. And I want those two young wow. guys to go toe to toe and just have an epic, epic match. Um, kind of like Hazel team when it was uh, Rory and Reed, you know, I want a match like that. And um, you know what? I'd also want some more time, but the only way that we get it is if I go to my sponsors real quick. So you hold tight for a second. We'll be back. And uh, folks, up next more with Golf Week's great reporter, Adam Woodard. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Mike Greenberg is Greeny. Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. You know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans. Wasn't able to go to the Lakers. Winds up on the Clippers. Then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And watch exclusively on ESPN+. Is there a better feeling than winning a bet? Take it from a professional, a PGA professional like Keith Stewart. When it comes to wagering on golf, you need to know more than analytics. Stats are just a description of a player's habits. But what causes those habits to repeat? There are other elements you need to consider to raise your betting acumen. If you're the type of person who loves to learn and earn by wagering, then you must read the line. With an easy-to-understand newsletter format, in five minutes a week, you can bet with confidence, knowing the picks are made by a golf professional. Golf betting lacks an expert voice. Read the Line brings over 25 years of experience in the golf industry to every prediction. Players are not an exact science, and neither is betting. But when you consider the human element of the game alongside facts and figures, you'll be able to elevate your winning reputation. Go to ReadTheLine.com to subscribe, read, and win. That's ReadTheLine.com. You got great voice for radio. Time to get back on course. Thanks for radio. I, I get a lot of that, too. As the pro show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. It's the Pro Show, and I'm Keith Stewart. Welcome back to our conversation with Adam Woodard. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. All right, let's keep the beat of this conversation going and see what we can learn about our guests, maybe a little live golf, and whatever else may come up along the way. You know, Wade, this is a great choice of song. It kind of describes the whole President's Cup. Good times, bad times. It's Friday yes, afternoon, man. Absolutely. Oh, I know. Well, it is what it is. Let the volume roll. Come on, it's Friday. All right, Adam, we're back. And uh, you're not going to get away from this because if you're working for the monster that is USA Today Sports, right, even though it is golf week, right, but, but you know, you're working for USA Today, right, we got we to gotta talk a little bit about maybe what's missing this week. I want to start there. You know, there's enough talk about maybe all this other nonsense. We may or may not get into it, right? But I'm I'm alluding to live, right? And I have two questions for you because you're a very thoughtful guy. Yeah. First, how do you think Trevor Immerman's handling all of this because of the guys that he's missing? He couldn't have handled it better, honestly. I, I, I have been so impressed with him this week. 
not that I had, you know, uh, low expectations or, or, or a low bar set going forward. I have been just so impressed the way he's answered the questions about it. He's handled it with with grace, with maturity. Uh, he even thanked the guys who went to live for being so open and honest uh, throughout their decision making process. So he knew exactly, you know, w- where they stood. And th- the fact that he would come out and be so complimentary of them, I thought was pretty shocking because a lot of other guys aren't being very complimentary to them that are here this week if, if they're talking about live. Uh, so I've been incredibly impressed. Um, I think he's done a really good job of, of keeping this team focused. And the one thing that he's, he's constantly said, and the one consistent thing has been, we've got 12 guys who want to be here. And I think that is just so darn important for these guys to have 12 guys who are bought into this international team, who are, who have bought into what Ernie Els did in 2019 and what Trevor's carried on. And that's also a lot of the things that the assistant captains have said too, is that Trevor has that same enthusiasm, that same energy that Ernie had. And he's been working so, so hard at this. Since the last President's Cup in 2019, he was there. I think he was an assistant for Ernie then. He saw it from he saw it firsthand, and now he's taking the ball and running with it. So I've been just incredibly, incredibly impressed with Trevor Illman. I don't care if they lose by 10 points. 11, it doesn't matter. He has been just so impressive. The score does not matter. The fact that he's been able to handle all of this going on, and it's been a turbulent three years for him, the fact that he's been able to get here and get these guys ready and prepared to play, I think is, is, is really impressive. Well, I'll tell you what. This is a big moment for him. And I don't know if you've thought about this, but after this, he takes over for Faldo. I mean, to me, this is really kind of a pivot yeah. moment and a transition moment for his career. And I think you couldn't have said it any better. The leadership role that he has embraced – and stood up in front of all of this controversy and handled it with like such tremendous aplomb. It just blows my mind. I mean, the guy's got to be under so much pressure because he knows it. I mean, not that he doesn't know what questions are coming. He knows what questions are coming, but they don't have answers, you know. And this question itself, yeah. I'm going to ask you a different question. This one might not have an answer, but the live guys from the U.S. side. Do you miss any of them? As a fan and as a person who loves watching golf, I'm not going to lie. I do. I, I don't think how you can say that, you know, this competition is better without a guy like Dustin Johnson. I don't think how you can say this competition is better even without a guy like Brooks. You know, him and I have have, have, have sparred back and forth on some live stuff and some in some press conferences before. But still, he's an, he's an incredible competitor. And he's always he, he's been really solid in a lot of these team events for the U.S. too, I think. So I, I think as, as a fan, you miss seeing those guys. But do, do, does this team miss him absolutely not because that just shows how deep that the u.s roster is on the flip side i think the internationals are are missing their guys a lot i think this competition looks very very different if guys like cameron smith joaquin neiman mark leishman maybe even honorable mahiri they he could have he could have had a shot at this team too uh so as far as the u.s guys do they miss them from this from a output standpoint probably not but from a, from a team standpoint, yeah, I mean they're they're incredible golfers. They're still really great players, and and you're bummed when you can't when you can't see them in these in these team environments. I think you really are. So I, th- I think it kind of depends on which way you're looking at it, to be honest. All right, Adam, real quick, you said their phrase looks different. So speaking of looks different, I know we talked and you traveled out to live Portland. It was uh, one of their initial mm-hmm. events, right? And you covered it. What was that experience life? Different to <laughs> to, to use that same word again. Um, I've, I've been to two of the live events. That was the first one in the U.S. I went out to that one. Also went to the Trump Bedminster one. Those were both very, very different in their own reasons. And I think uh, I'll just leave it at that. But out in Portland, you, you really got to see what live was doing, which was very, very fan heavy. And the, the one thing I kind of equated it to was it was basically like there was a, a festival going on with like a side of golf. Right. There were so many other things going on for fans and, and, and people to be a part of and, and to spend their time out there. Uh, at the at the, at the course, uh, Pumpkin Ridge. I'm just blanking on the name of it there. 
they had so many activities. And I thought there's there are things that the PGA Tour could probably learn from an entertainment standpoint for stuff to do for the fans. Uh, I think there's a market for live golf. I think I really do. It depends on what you want out of professional golf. Do you want to watch the best players play for history and, and play for tournaments that mean something? Or do you just want to be entertained? If you're just looking as a fringe golf fan to be entertained and you want you want a quicker you know, four-hour window instead of 12 hours like you would get for a PGA Tour day, I, I can really see how people would be interested in it. Um, from a media standpoint, we don't have quite the access to the to the players that we would at a, at a PGA Tour event. Um, I think that kind of goes without saying as well, the reasons for that. Um, but it's it's just, it's, it's a completely different experience. And it's and I, I, I'm not surprised by a lot of the guys that, that have gone. I think it makes a lot of sense with some of the money and some of the, some of the, the places that they are in their career on the, on the back end, it makes sense to take that last cash grab, especially if you know you're not going to be earning it yourself on the PGA Tour. I can understand that. Do I, I don't have to like it, but I can at least understand it. So it's just professional golf is just in a, such a weird spot right now. And I just, I just wish it wasn't this way. I wish it wasn't so fractured. I wish we could have all these guys playing together, but that's not the case. And, you know, if, if, you're, if you're interested in live, I got nothing against that. There's we have n- n- no bad blood there. It's not necessarily for me. I'm not going to go out of my way to probably watch it. I'm watching a lot of them because it's my job to, and it's reporting on it. And this is probably the biggest thing to happen to golf since Tiger Woods. Uh, to, to, to be honest, I, that's why I don't think anything else bigger has happened to the to the game of professional golf since Tiger came through. So it's an exciting time to be a golf reporter. I'll uh, I'll, I'll wrap up my answer by saying that there's there, there's a lot going on. Um, but I, the one thing I would say is don't just you know, shoot down live just because you've heard what other people say about it. Or don't just talk it up just because you hear what other people say about it. Actually tune in, watch the broadcast. If an event is coming by near you, go. Chances are you can get tickets for free. I Go see it for yourself and make your own decision. Uh, I tried to go in with as open of a mind as I could. I came away with it thinking they're doing some good stuff and I could see how this could be entertaining in the future, but they're just not there quite yet. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm all for the entertainment factor. You know, when I used to run a golf club, um, yeah. my title was the director of fun. You know, I was always pushed the limits of conservative golf and tournament play and all these different things. So I'm totally into that. The only thing that always really struck me the wrong way was that I just thought golf as a tradition was polite, you know, and I just haven't really cared for the presentation of it all. But I love the way you put it. I've had a bunch of people on. We've talked about live and I don't think anyone's quite said it like you to give it a try. So, I mean, kudos to you, man. You went and you did go to two of them. A lot of people, they talk negatively about it and they've never even been to one. So I, I think what you said there – even watch the broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think what you said there really resonates. And I think it's important for my listeners to kind of cue in on something like that. Now, speaking of queuing in, and folks, if you're just joining us, right, that voice that you hear with me down here in Charlotte is Adam Woodard. Adam Woodard is from Golf Week. He's a reporter. He's down here covering the President's Cup just like I am. And as a reporter, it's been a pretty good year for golf in 2022. If you think back to one story that you covered, could have been on course or off course, let's throw live out the window, right? Something other, something other than that um, could be the ladies game, could be an amateur story that you told, something fun, something interesting that you want to share with everybody that you're really proud that you wrote about. Ooh, put me on the spot there. That's a tough one. Um, well, wait till we get to rapid yeah. fire. Oh, I can't, can't wait for that one. Um Man, uh, trying to rag through their brains for some of the some of the college things that I that I did last year. Um, Take a second, and think about it. I think I just got to give a shout out to. I think I just got to give a shout out to the Stanford women and, and and what they've been able to accomplish over the last year. If a lot of people, and I'm sure uh, some of the people listening might not be too too plugged into the college golf game, but 
man, what, what they've done over the last year and, and, and what they're going to continue to keep doing is incredible. They've got four of the best players in the world all on one team. And, you know, a girl who won the national championship two years ago is probably their third or fourth option right now, which just shows how crazy talented and deep they are. Uh, the way that Coach Ann Walker has handled that program has just been absolutely incredible. They've had the they've had expectations from for, from the start that they're supposed to win a national championship. And then they went out and did it. And they did it with ease. They've got the last two defending individual national champions. And it's so hard to win a golf tournament, let alone to win five or six of them, let alone to win the national championship when everyone is saying you have to do it. To, to be able to cope with that kind of pressure and then just go out and just own the golf courses and bring them to their knees, it's just impressive. So I think that's the one thing I have to do because I've just been blown away about how they've handled their program and how they've dealt with the with, with the expectations. It's kind of a cop-out answer because I'm blanking on some of the other ones that I could do. But uh, I, I think that they're they're just so impressive and they're, they're doing really good again this year. So I got to give a shout out to the Stanford women. And if you haven't watched college golf or especially women's college golf, my, my competitors at Golf Channel do a great job of, of showcasing a lot more tournaments now. If you're scrolling through and you see it, stop and watch because I think a lot of people are going to be blown away when they stop to watch college golf. I personally loved covering it as, as much as I have because it's way more relatable. You can, if I watch, you know, Colin Morikawa, Cam Young, my game doesn't relate to them at all. But I can at least somewhat relate to what some of the college kids are doing. Our distances are closer. Uh, we're, we're seeing the same sort of shot angles and stuff. So it's just, it's so much more relatable. And it's a, it, it's a, it's a completely different way to watch golf, but I think it's really fun. So just shout out college golf and amateur golf. And it hopefully gets more people watching that. Hey, year. you got a great tie in last week in Portland was a Stanford winner, Andrea Lee. So, I mean, yes, you know, I, and I, I know a little bit about that. Big winner. Oh, yes, it was. Oh, yes. A big winner, yeah. Oh, yes, it was. I've heard about yes. that one. I've heard, I've heard. Oh, well, when I walk in the media center <laughs> on Tuesday and I'm smiling, Adam, you know why I'm smiling. That's for sure. Now, hopefully you – You know you had a big weekend. I know you had your big – I'm surprised – I'm surprised you didn't text me about it, to be honest, and you waited and you waited to drop it in person, to be honest. Oh, man. Well, you know, that's why I carry the mic with me, only to drop it, my friend. Now, speaking of which, <laughs> you're laughing, you're having a good time. Let's see if we can continue that for a moment. One of the traditions here on the Pro Show is that my listeners love to get to know my guests. So we're going to do a little rapid-fire Q&A. You up for this there, Mr. Golf Week reporter? Bring it. Hopefully, hopefully I can have a better answer than, than the last time you put me on the spot. But yeah, no pressure. All right. I love it. We talk about this international team. If you could add one European to the international side, who would you pick for the team this year? Oh, boy. Um, John Rahm, probably, just because it would, it would make it a lot more make it a lot more interesting. I think he could he could vibe pretty well with some of the with some of the South American and Central American guys that are going to be there. I think uh, seeing him be out here and he's a, he's another guy who can hit it really long. I think he'd be a, he'd be a big benefit to the, to their internationals. And I just love watching John play. He's, he's just so fun. Uh, the way he, his swing, his move, it's just, it's just so impressive the way he's able to get around the golf course. And it, it, he, he talk about someone who gets fired up and who gets, who gets lost in the moment, man, I'd love to see him in a singles match against some of these guys, seeing him and him and JT going down the stretch in one of these, if it was coming down the line, whew. Well, give me to Italy already. Let's go. Oh man, what, what are we waiting? You for? go, Let's you go. go Rom over two-time Quail Hollow champion Rory. Interesting. All right. Question number two. Honest. Oh, how did I forget about Rory? Oh my god. Hey gosh. man, it's rapid fire. Cra- you put me on this. You put me on the spot, and you think about it. Okay. Ra- that's rapid fair. fire. That's Crazy fair. things a, happen. On a scale of one to ten, bigness. Rate your spelling. That's true. Uh, I'd probably say I'm a solid eight. All right. Solid eight. I, I think I rely too much on spell check these days, probably, but. 
yeah, that goes, that goes solid eight. If you could was uh, second place runner up in the fourth grade spelling bee to my best friend Stephen Manning, so that kind of still still stings a little bit. So that's why I'm not going to full ten. If I would have won that, it would have been a full ten. If you could win one trophy in sports, what would you pick? Green jacket. It's not really a trophy, but getting a getting a rock one of those all the time at Augusta. Oof. No question. Do you believe in ghosts? Absolutely. No question. If you could be a member of any band, who would you choose? Oh, oh, ooh. So this one hits. This one hits really close to home for me. Uh, so I'm a. Uh, I, I know we've talked offline a few different times, but I, I, I do play the drums. I do collect records. So music is is way more my passion than sports or golf is. Uh, man, I love the Foo Fighters. They're one of my favorite bands, and they actually recently just lost a. Uh, lost their drummer taylor hawkins so i think i could slide right in i know how to play almost every song i've gone through the catalog multiple multiple times so i think i could fill right in so i think i could uh i would never do taylor justice uh but i think i could uh, i think i could fill in and be a, and be a decent stick for him what trait most defines you i think my sense of humor i'm pretty easy to get along with i would say i think i, I think you can vouch for that too we've had some good chats over the over the few months that we've known each other now so i think uh i think sense of humor goes a long way for me if you could go back in time where and when would you go Huge history nerd, so this is another tough one. So as I try to talk this one through to give myself some time to think about it, um, probably the Revolutionary War and being being around for that stuff, just to see what it would have been like with with the the colonists and all that getting ready to to fight back. I think that would have been crazy to be a part of those kind of you know you know back pub and back bar meetings where the, the Sons of Liberty were meeting to to throw down the throw down the English uh, English. I, I think that would be awesome to be back, to to live in that time. Do you drink coffee? No. I'm addicted to Mountain Dew, though. Everyone's got to have a vice. Yes, we do. All right, one more. When you hear the word author, who is the first person that comes to mind? Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Sherlock Holmes, baby. I I, I started reading them when I was a kid, and it's it's what made me want to be a writer a lot of the time, being able to tell all those different kind of stories. And Sherlock Holmes is just the man. I'm a huge Sherlock guy. So, yeah, that's definitely that. You know what, Adam Woodard? The first time we met... I felt like you were infectious, just like Tom Kim. I'm so happy we got to spend the time today on the pro show. And, man, let's get done with this show at 4 o'clock, and then we are out on the golf course, and we're going to watch these matches finish up this afternoon. Can't wait to spend the time with you, my friend. Thanks for being with me. Pledges on mine, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Folks, we're running fast into 4 p.m. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Coming back to wrap up today's show with the weekly update. The Max Kellerman Show. You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago. So he got away with it, 650 Gs. And now he's being sued. I don't know. I, you can't just not show up for work. But, but if he's not, like, doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the checks, I mean, why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account? The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. The Stick and Act Challenge app is available now for iOS. Now, the Challenge app is like no other golf game out there. It takes the focus off of your final score and instead turns you around into a collection of challenges, objectives, and accomplishments. With more than 90 unique challenges to choose from, you'll never have the same experience twice. And if that's not enough, you can also challenge friends or strangers to see who comes out on top. Plus, with an XP system that rewards your successes, you'll be motivated to keep pushing yourself further. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out with the game, the Stick and Act Challenge app is the perfect way to add some extra fun to your golf game. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying 
that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. What is dedication? My biggest fear in the middle of my addiction was that my kids wouldn't have a father. I overdosed on heroin, and I lived. And I started thinking, you know what? This isn't my story. My desire to change had finally outweighed my desire to stay the same. I felt powerless for so much of my life. It's important to me that my kids are empowered and truly believe that if, if they can think it, they can do it. I definitely had to become a better man to be a better father. For the first time, I, I finally feel like I'm exactly where I should be, where I want to be. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show on ESPN 920. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Ooh, how about this hangout song? You know, I saw Darius yesterday. Really? Yeah, he sang the national anthem in the opening ceremonies. True story. That's so cool. Oh, man. You didn't call him Hootie, did you? He hates that. No, they did not refer to him as Hootie. But, um, you know, I tell you, when you're down in the Carolinas, there's nothing like a little beers and sunshine. Oh. My agenda is beers and sunshine. And you know what else is on my agenda? A couple of these PSAs we got to get through real quick. Podcast, it'll be up tonight, folks, on all the platforms. You want to enjoy what I'm enjoying this week at the President's Cup? Follow me on social media, at KJ Stewart, PGA, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Read the Line. You know, you go to readtheline.com, but you can follow me at Read the Line on all socials. Um, we have the fantastic time there. And if you want to listen, maybe you're down here in Charlotte or you're somewhere else traveling, 920ESPNNewJersey.com. You just hit that Listen Now button. And you know what? Why don't you listen now to the weekly update? Oh, you're going to love some of these there, Mr. Wade Weezer. All right, let's start with this one. You've got mail. You've got mail. In an open letter signed by all of the 50 live contracted players, they sent it to the official world golf ranking, and they are petitioning for obviously the points that they're not getting for these live events. Now, it seems like 
and in the letter they say the integrity of the rankings mm. and the game is kind of like the key statement here in all of this. And they want to overrule the board members who the pros imply are biased. I mean, there's eight representatives in the panel, including PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan and the commissioner of the DP World Tour, et cetera, et cetera. And Greg Norman thinks that, you know, this just isn't fair. Um, the letter goes on at length and then it's signed at the end, right? Um, quick note, if you really care about something, guys, and you want to make an impact, I wouldn't I would actually sign the actual letter rather than e-sign it. You know, I mean, unbelievable, man. It's like it's, it's lived. So let me get this straight. Let me get, they want they want the points, but there's 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 no making the cut over there. There's no process like that with live. So that and they're not they're not playing in many holes. No. So there's a multitude of issues there. Right. Um at which I can't get into at length right now, but they don't fulfill four of the major categories. They don't fulfill four of the major categories, and they're petitioning that the world should kind of change the way that they do this whole thing. There's like 30 tours that are recognized by the official World Golf Rankings, and they just think they think that their tour, because it has good players, should be recognized rather than the fact that every other tour is recognized because it's a tour. In a related story, I need more family time. There's a guy on Twitter, Jeff Feinberg. Yeah, he does a lot of golf coverage. He's, he's very, very funny. So he tweeted out the other day, Patrick Reed says the PGA forced him to not be around his, uh, his wife and kids as the, and when they came home from school and when they went in the morning and he would miss them in the afternoon and blah, blah, blah. He's deeply saddened by only getting iPad time with his kids when he's on the road. So uh, Patrick, September, he was in Boston, England, Chicago, Paris, Scotland, that's five weeks in a row. So I looked at it further to even like extend into October. He's going from Scotland to Bangkok and then to Jeddah. Yeah. So that's seven weeks in a row. You know, man. Anyway, I just, uh, man, you know what? If I was married to Justin Reed, I might travel like him too. <laughs> oh, man. Just throwing it out there. Um, now that's a bad beat. And it is. Oh, man. Last week at the Fortinet, right? Who could believe the close? of that championship on Sunday. So on the 18th hole, Max Holman needed a birdie to even have a chance at tying the tourney leader, Danny Willett. Well, when his third shot landed greenside on the par five closing hole, hope was all but gone for winning for the second year in a row for Homa, right? Then the improbable happened when Homa chipped in for birdie. He was now tied with Willett, who had four feet or so left for birdie himself and the win. Well, then the impossible happened. Willett missed the birdie putt. And then the comebacker to make bogey and fall out of a tie uh, with Homa and lose the title. I mean, Homa didn't even know what to say when he was being interviewed following the moment. And honestly, I don't blame him. I mean, it's been a long time since something's ended like that, you know. And I've got one more quick update for you. And it's in honor of you, my friend there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Thank you. And, uh, you know, every every New York fan is just dying to say it these days. But all rise. All rise. on Tuesday night, and I know you I know you were probably watching this, but Giancarlo Stanton hit a walk-off grand slam to beat the Pittsburgh Pirates in dramatic fashion at Yankee Stadium. A career highlight reel moment for Stanton was trumped by his teammate because earlier in the ninth inning, Aaron Judge hit his 60th home run of the year. You know, he now leads the triple crown conversation in the AL. You know, as of this morning, as of Friday, he's ahead in the average column just slightly right? A couple of points. He's 11 head in the RBIs, 128 to 117. And he's miles ahead in home runs over all the major leagues. He's got 60. The next closest guy's got 40. 
you know, I know we mainly talk about golf on this show, but for you, my friend, the season and judge, it's all been historic. So that's your pro show update for the week ending September 23rd, 2022. Of course, we have to thank our sponsors before I get out of here in Charlotte this afternoon, TaylorMade Golf, the New Jersey Golf Foundation. I'll be back with you in the studio, my friend there, Mr. Wade Weezer. So I appreciate all that you do producing this show while I'm on the road. And of course, you know, I love my listeners. So before I go, I'm going to leave you all with one brief thought about grit. Resilience is always a positive trait. If you never give up, then you may lose sometimes, but you always win in life. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the team next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.